All right, everybody, we're back again with another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. Uh, right now, we're going to head into our little Giants-Eagles breakdown. That's right. Uh, we're going to break down the rosters of each team, at, like the final 53-man rosters of each team, and the schedule breakdown. Right? Yes. See where we predict them ending up uh, this season. So I think we're going to start with the Giants first. Yes, we are. I'm actually excited to talk about them too because I want to give like a different spin on it yeah. too. And I want to see where your head's at with your roster. I mean, just a day after the 53-man roster cutdowns, a couple of, uh, you know, cuts maybe that you have questions about. Or, you know, where you see your roster actually as of right now. Yeah. And then we'll get into the schedule game by game. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to go through positions. Let's do that. Um, starting quarterback. Um, obviously, you got Daniel Jones starting. Um, you got Mike Glennon backing up. Uh, I think Glennon's a fine backup. Like, nothing, you know. Just hope he doesn't see the field. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they only kept two, huh? Yeah, they only kept two. Interesting. Uh, I mean, they're, they didn't have an option that made sense for a third. Uh, and uh, Glenn, like, again, Glennon's a fine backup. If, yeah, he's got if, NFL if, starter experience. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. if, he, if Daniel Jones goes down, your season's pretty much done. Way. Yeah, like, uh, I, I, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, so just Daniel Jones, uh, the real hope for him is take another step. Uh, what I've seen in very limited uh, preseason play, just the, the first half of the Patriots game, uh, I thought he looked. I thought he, I thought he looked good. Uh, he obviously made that really boneheaded play on the one yard line where he threw an interception, uh, and. What worries me a little bit there is that's been a continuous trait of his where, especially in the red zone too, like he's thrown a couple interceptions in the red zone, Yeah. where if a play breaks down, he'll try to force it what, rather than throwing it away because um, he wants the six, which I can admire like really wanting the touchdown, but like you have to like points, points are everything. Like if you have to throw it away and kick a field goal, that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You cannot force a play like that. And he really needs to get that through his head. Uh, and uh, I mean, I don't know. They, they broke down that play a couple times where they were like, oh, well, Evan Ingram was running behind. Like, whatever. You throw the ball away. That It's just that simple. You throw the ball away. Yep. He needs to get better at doing that. But I mean, at the same time, though, it's preseason. It's preseason. Throw it like, out there, you know? Like, why not? So that's. That's why I'm not trying to overreact to it. Right. Uh, and you shouldn't. The, but the only reason that it's it's concerning to me is that's something he's done in the past. It's been some so of the norm. I don't know if that's more so a, hey, it's preseason, I'm just going for it, or it's like, I thought I had a play there. Right. Um, but, regard, but besides that, I thought he played very well. Um, they kept the offense very vanilla. Like, they didn't run really any big plays, which is to be expected, but he was accurate. He threw a great, a beautiful pass, dare I say, a dime. Caden Smith, um, that was literally like a perfect pass, uh, which was great. I uh, love to see that. He was it was very good with ball placement on a couple uh, comeback routes. Uh, he ran a great two minute drill um, where he was, I think he was like six of seven, uh, and ran the ball down the field and ended up scoring. Awesome play to Caden Smith, uh, and, and for for the game, I think he was like close to eighty percent completion. Percentage, see, you'd love is, to see that too. Yeah, you'd love to see that. He was 17 of 21, I believe. So okay, that was yeah, good. actually, you're right. 
I think it was. I think it was. Even, it might have been even better than that. I think it was yeah. like seventeen of twenty. And he did that with. He had Sterling Shepard out there, um, and Darius Slade for a little bit. Darius actually should have been eighteen of twenty-one because Darius Slade had a horrific drop on a great throw by him that would have went for a first down. Can I make a prediction for you guys in your wide receiving core? I think Sterling Shepard is going to be your best receiver this year. I, I don't know if he's going to be the I, best in terms of like, you know. Yardage, touch, whatever, but he's gonna be your most dependable. He, he's definitely the most dependable. I like what I, I like what I hear, what I see and hear from Sterling Shepard's point of view, and I like what I'm seeing with all the writers of New York post about him. They say he's coming in with just a different like mentality. He's in tremendous shape. He looks he looks the best he's ever yeah. looked, and he's all, he since he's been in the NFL with the Giants. He has always been just Mr. Dependable. Catches yep. everything, runs great routes. Uh, he can play on the outside. He's great after the catch. He's tough for being a smaller guy. Like he's tough to bring down. He'll he'll go for contact. Uh, he's just a guy you love. The only concern with him is just the concussions. I, I I'm I just got a feeling he's going to be a breakout player for you this I, year. I hope so. And I guess we'll we'll we'll, we'll jump into wide receivers right now. Too. So, yeah, let's go. Wide receivers uh, on the roster, we have Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, John Ross, who's starting the year on IR. Um, and I believe, I think CJ Board is on it. They like cut him, but they're bringing him back. I think that's one of those like Everson Griffin type mm-hmm. things. Um, Davis There's always Johnson. that one player teams play like, you know, roster carousel with, yeah, you know? Yeah. They just signed Colin Johnson, who is the tallest receiver in the league. Um, is at, he? At Jacksonville 6'6", yeah. Whew. Um, but, you know, who really knows what that's you know, going to be. But uh, other receivers they have on the practice squad, David Sills, Damon Willis, Austin Mack, uh, Matt Cole. Uh, and, you know, we'll see how that goes. But in terms of the starting receivers, uh, I think the big story here is availability. Yeah. Um, you know, Kenny Galladay has had a hamstring uh, issue. Uh, so right now, Kenny Galladay and Darius Tony, the two that have been injured throughout much of the offseason, they look to be ready to go week one. Um, they were practicing today, which is a good sign. But again, availability throughout, that's going to be a big factor in the success of this offense and this team. Um, but other than that, uh, I'm very comfortable with this group. I think there's a lot of dynamic uh, play here that we like, at stake, I'll say. And uh, I think they have a they have a wide receiver for everything you need. You have Galladay, downfield possession threat, throw it up to him, he'll he'll catch it. Yep. You have Darius Tony being kind of like that dynamic gadget guy who can serve as kind of like the Percy Harvin type. You got Sterling Shepard who you can put anywhere. Um, he can do it all, put him in the slot. He, he, he can literally do everything for you, Mr. Dependable. And you got Darius Slayton who is a downfield threat and also uh, very good like mid-range. Uh, so they really have everything you can ask for in a receiving group there. And when John Ross comes back, you have another speedy downfield threat, hopefully if, he, if he's healthy. But uh, I'm very comfortable with this group. Uh, really just the concern is uh, injury. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing more to say there. I mean, I love your wide receiving core. Um, I, I like Kenny Galladay. 
Um, I, I said what I said about Sterling Shepard, man. I think he's going to be a breakout star for you guys. I love the chemistry that he, uh, Daniel Jones and uh, uh, Darius Slayton have, although he did have a really bad drop. But they still, they still have a lot of chemistry nonetheless. Um, John Ross, I didn't really have a lot of, um, you know, faith in just because of how bad of a bust he's been for Cincinnati. And he has a soft tissue injury right now. And I never like to see that. Yeah. That's something that's going to linger. Um, Kadarius Tony. Eh, I mean, I know, I know you're high on him and stuff like that. And well, we you deserve seen, to be. We haven't seen anything. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. He hasn't been available. Just really bizarre stuff. Um, you know, just like losing his cleat. I can't, I can't get over that whole story. Yeah. Um, right. Get this guy a shoe. Can we get this guy a shoe, please? You know, That's just, he's had a very you're one of the most season. profitable NFL organizations. Get him, get, get him a shoe. You know, somebody. So I don't know. I just, uh, I, I don't really. As we stand today, I don't have a lot of faith in him either. But. I, I think Sterling Shepard is going to produce yeah. very well for you guys. I, so that, that's the point, though. Like, I don't think you need to have faith in Kadarius Tony to like. Kadarius Tony is kind of like a an add-on that can really put this offense over the top. But if he's there or not, like, I still like their receiving core. Again, health, you know, taken out of it. Um, so hopefully, Kadarius Tony is available, and he can be the guy that puts the. Oh, to the top, but we don't know anything yet because he hasn't right. played. So right. we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see how – because, again, he's he's ready to go week one, but how like how often is he going to be used? I know. Does he know the playbook? Like, from what I've heard, he's been great in the film room. He's always asking questions. Uh, he, want, uh, he is driven, but – Got to see it on the field, but that's that's the big. He's the big question mark so far in the wide receiver room. Yeah, um, he is. So let's jump into running backs. Yeah, so running backs we have Saquon Barkley, Devontae Booker, backing him up, who probably will start week one, maybe even week two. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, not it, going it, against it, that Denver D, man. It, it is what it is at this point, though. Like, you know, I, I think he's fine. Um, he, he's he, he's fine. He, he, he's fine. Like that's that's really all I have to say. Like he, he's fine. Like you're right. There's nothing much to say. Middle of the pack. He backed up Josh Jacobs last year. Yeah. Was four and a half yards per carry. So like good he can do like he can do it. Um, you know, it might not be like sexy or anything like that, but he can catch out of the backfield. He can block. Yeah. Um. So that, it's fine. If he has to be a placeholder for a week or two, that's fine. Yeah, um, you could deal with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I don't want him being the starter all season long, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, we're, we're fine. Um, then we also have Gary Brightwell, who made the team over Corey Clement, uh, mainly for special teams purposes, but he also showed some pass catching ability um, in, the, in the last preseason game. So, I mean, I don't really think there's much to really say there. But I'm, I'm gonna let me chime in a little bit here. Um, I was surprised that they cut Corey Clement. I thought I mean, he was gonna stay. Um, but this is a testament to Gary Brightwell. He showed is. that he, he showed that coaching staff that he's he's ready. It is because and I this was my least favorite pick. Actually, yeah. really, the only pick I didn't like from this past draft. Right. Um, and you know, it's only a few plays I saw in preseason, but right. He showed pass catch, catching ability and an ability to turn the ball upfield after the catch. Yes. So, from what I saw, I liked. I'll, I'll keep it that. I was pleasantly surprised. Yes. Um, but again, hopefully, I'm not seeing him on the field very often. 
that would be a bad sign. It would be a very bad yeah. sign. Yes. Um, but also, uh, this is kind of an underrated move, and I'll explain why, but Elijah Penny. So the, the Giants kept two fullbacks, which they're the only team in football to do, and I don't really understand that. Um, they kept Elijah Penny and Colin Gillespie. Gillespie, uh, I think, again, it's more of a special teams move, but still, like, you know, I don't know, find another position to do that. Uh, <laughs> Linebacker. But, but Elijah Penny, uh, he's been with the Giants for the last couple of years right now, and he's a very good fullback. Um, and fullback's kind of a dying breed, uh, unless you're Kyle Juszczyk. But uh, Elijah Penny can double as a halfback, so there uh, he has value. Uh, he showed he has showed ability to run the ball um, in you know fullback draws in short yardage situations. Uh, he's run the ball out of yeah. the halfback situation a few times. And he's you know he's a hard runner. He can he can gain those like ten yard you know bulldozing uh, runs. So uh, I'm I'm totally fine with him back there. Uh, I think the running group running back group is is fine. Obviously, if Saquon Barkley is healthy. It's, it's a great situation. Absolutely. That's like, what else? Who, who cares about anyone? Else? Absolutely. And the fact that uh, Gary Brightwell made this roster, I mean, you're in a good position. And, you know, and if Saquon's there, that's all you really need. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to tight ends. Um, a position that seemed to be a position of strength, but one that got increasingly thin with the injury to Evan Ingram. We still don't know how long he'll be out for, but he will miss some time. But uh, regardless, so we have Evan Ingram there, who I think he's one of the more polarizing players on this roster. Uh, still, you know, owns a ton of ability uh, and, and potential, and he offers a lot as a mismatch hybrid tight end, where I think his, his main value is just being on the field uh, to kind of open the field up for other receivers. However, at the same time, it's so hard to just leave it at that because the potential is there to be so great, and yet he bottles it. He, yeah. ha- he has a very bad problem with drops, and not only he's a mismatched nightmare at his at his high level, exactly. you know, and he just does for whatever reason he and, doesn't he doesn't reach it. And again, with the ball in his hands too, he's like he run after the catch. He's fast. Like he, he can make people miss. Like he's great after the catch. The problem lies in the hands. And it's the timing of it, too. Yeah. His drops come at the worst You lost time. the game. He lost a game. He multiple games. The Eagles game is the most memorable. Oh, God, he lost dude. lost the game there. But I wish I wish he didn't drop it because we would have been in the top five. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Kyle Rudolph, who's been nursing a foot injury all offseason. Uh, I'm not sure if he's ready to go week one, but he seems to be close. He offers a lot of value in the red zone and the blocking department. Uh, I think I think it's a great pickup, but you know, he's not, I don't know if he's an every down tight end with us. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. Caden Smith is a guy who I actually really like. Uh, he's nothing, you know, he's not a specially gifted af- athlete. Um, he's just your run-of-the-mill, like, blue-collar tight end who, uh, you know, he's not he's not the greatest blocker, but he's he's average. Yeah. Um, and he's a, he's a dependable pass catcher. 
He's not going to run any crazy routes, but the ones that he, he can run, he can come down with the ball. Yes. Um, he's your typical, like, I'm not going to compare him to Kevin Boss, but, like, you're, you're running the middle, like, Kevin Boss, Jake Ballard, um, for Giants fans at least, uh, type of uh, tight end. Um, and I think he's a great, like, second, third option on the team. Uh, and then outside of that, there's just, you know, practice squad guys. Levi Tololo, obviously, towards Achilles. He's out for the year, and I think he is uh, – he's placed on season, I think, in IR. And they have a couple other names uh, that are on the practice squad right now. Um, but leave it at that. It, it's all depending on who's healthy. But strong position group if everyone is healthy, incredibly thin right now. Uh, so I don't know if that's something they address. I on the injury even if they were all healthy, I, I wouldn't say this is a strong position group. And I just, I just think because Kyle Rudolph's getting up there in age, uh, Evan Ingram is not dependable at all. I do like the addition of Caden Smith, um, but I, I just don't have a lot of faith in those two well, guys. I guess when I say strong, I mean like good, like good enough. Like you look at the tight, you look at the tight end groups. Okay, in the league, like, I'll sign off on yeah, that. Like, I'll sign off enough, on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you got you got my sign off yeah, on that. Yeah, um, it's hard to do. Yeah, so because I'm very critical. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's a wait and see uh, thing, but um, I guess so. Yeah, we're just talking about the whole offensive line, which is the big uh, red flag right now. Uh, so at tackle, you got Andrew Thomas coming into year two. Uh, he obviously struggled in the first half of last season, uh, but really picked it up. Um, in the second half uh, of the season, uh, so he showed like he, he he really showed us something there. Uh, had a bit of a mixed bag in preseason. Um, he looked very good in limited snaps in the first game. Uh, I don't know if he played. I didn't really see much of him in, in the Browns game, but Patriots game he struggled. Yeah, he did. He struggled big time. But the 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 thing the, the reason I'm not as concerned with him is. Where he struggled was something that he usually doesn't struggle with. So what he was doing was he was opening his hips way too early, um, and he wasn't setting the edge the, like the right way. Where that usually that's normally never been a problem with him. Where he has dealt with issues were inside moves. Um, so I don't really know if maybe he was trying a new technique. It looked like he kind of was maybe workshopping a few things, that now's the time to do it. Um, but he definitely struggled with that in the New England game. Um, I'm, I'm not really concerned yet with him. Um, I See, I'm, I'm with you. I would yeah. not be. I, I know it took a lot of, like, you know, attention that he struggled. And I think that's just based on the fact that it's just been a giant weakness for years. Yeah. So if they see him struggling, like, oh, here we go again, yeah. you know. But I, I would not sound the alarm on yeah. him just yet. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't. I think he's, I think he's going to be a, a good player. Yeah. And I think it was just a weird occurrence, him getting all the kinks worked out, and I think it was just him adjusting to the game time, all yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, so he's, he's one of the few that I'm not um, as concerned. With. I, I would not be. I'll tell you who I am concerned with. I don't like Shane Lemieux. Yeah, I, well, I mean, he hasn't really played this much this preseason because of an injury. Uh, actually, I don't but the fact that they had him like as a starter over Will Hernandez, I, I, I don't, I well, don't get so that. As it currently stands, Lemieux is the left guard, and 
Hernandez to the right guard. I thought Hernandez would be better at left guard. Well, he, he initially was the left really? guard, but they moved him to right guard to have Lemieux there. Oh. Uh, I think Hernandez is far better than Shane Lemieux. Um, and you're right. Uh, again, we haven't really seen much of Shane Lemieux this offseason uh, because of uh, injury. But, uh, yeah, no, Shane Lemieux, that is a concerning – and we'll have to wait and see. But so now – If I haven't seen any good yet, I'm not going to say – Right. Yeah. So now that raises questions for me. So you guys had two additions on the offensive line. That's right. Billy Price and Ben Bredson, right? Yes. So Ben Bredson in that scenario would be the right guard, and then you move Will Hernandez back to left guard, no. and then you have Billy Price play center? Uh, Bredson would be the left guard. Okay. Um, so you're going to leave Will Hernandez there at right guard? He's looked good there. Okay, uh, take him yeah. Okay, then don't. don't. Have, yeah, if it's you, not if broken. You, if you've done all offseason, if you've yeah. worked on him, Moving to that position, don't move him back unless you absolutely have If it's not broken, don't exactly. fix it. I get it. Um, so, Bredesen, um, you know, I'm hoping that he earns the starting job because um, I see Lemieux as more of a, a, a backup guy. Um, again, at the very least, it's competition, which can never hurt. Um, and, you know, I, I think Bredesen has much more potential. I just I just want to point out, too, like, are you on PFF right yeah, now? Yeah, you see Shane Lemieux's pass yeah, blocking yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 just yeah. Yeah, woof. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, from from what I've heard and and, and limited I've seen from Bredesen is he's uh, you know not like spectacular, but he's a very solid interior lineman um, who is great in the pass blocking game. And uh, apparently he had a very good preseason uh, okay. with the Ravens uh, this year. Um, but the Ravens have a strong offensive line. They just wasn't worth to keep them. Uh, I mean, the Giants traded with them, so I guess they just saw the value of the trade. Uh, so I'm hoping that you know he wins the starting job there and kind of solidifies the offensive line. Uh, Billy Price is brought in to be uh, a depth piece. Uh, so Nick Gates is the starting center, and he's actually one of the one. I, I would say one of the best offensive linemen on the team, if not. The best currently, like yeah. Andrew Thomas obviously has the 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 ceiling, and you know Will Hernandez has been a mixed bag. Um, where I think he can also be better. But Nick Nick Gates has been a very solid uh, center for us. Where he moved from tackle, he, he played tackle and guard, and they moved him to center last off season. And I was kind of concerned about that, but he actually played very well for us, um, and he's looked good in the preseason too. So. Uh, Nick Gates, I'm fine with. Um, Billy Price, uh, who plays center and guard, he's definitely more of a center. Uh, he really struggled at guard. Um, he had high, I had very high, actually, I had high hopes for him coming out of college. I really liked him at Ohio State. Um, he has not lived up to his first round grade at all. Um, he's had a really rough start in Cincinnati, uh, but uh, a lot of people I, I've seen have said that. His, his trajectory has been on the up, but he's definitely a center over a guard. Uh, and at the very least, it's depth, which is fine. Uh, but if they want to maybe move Nick Gates around and you know workshop a couple things, who knows? Uh, this offensive line is such a, like, I, I'm open to anything, really, because I know. It's, a finished it's, it's just the weakest point of your yeah. roster. And then that's just, you know, me beating the horn over yeah. these, or beating the whatever the hell yeah. this saying is. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But it's been, the, it's been the norm for the last couple of years and stuff. And it's just, it's got to be annoying. 
I mean, it's annoying for me, and I don't, yeah. even, I don't even like the team. It, it really is. You know? but, um, but Willard Anderson is in at right guard, and he's looked very good this preseason. Um, I'm hoping that he can just be – his his thing is consistency. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping he can just stay consistent because when he's on, he looks great, and then there's plays or games where he just isn't. Yeah. I, I don't really know what the issue is. Like, he's, he's, your, he's a guy that you love. Like, he's the type of – personality that you love as an offensive lineman just like a nasty like he'll fight anybody like just who's this to, uh, i love him like i love that about him he's a pit bull i know like, he just wants to take your head off i remember that you took him what the second pick in the second round or something like that a couple years ago overall yeah uh, th- or second yeah second pick because you got 33 and 34. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, lo- I loved that pick at the time i yeah. really did because you want a guy who who gonna play the offensive line position who just wants to just murder people yeah yeah. And that's and that's his mindset. So it's it's really just consistency with him. But so far, so good this preseason. He's looked good. Um, that brings us to the right tackle position, which I'm very concerned with. And you have Matt Parrott and Nate Solder battling it out. Uh, I don't at this point. I don't know who's starting because they were pushing Matt Parrott all off season, and it looked like Matt Parrott was very encouraging and limited snaps last year. Um, but when they drafted him, it was it was like a project pick. Um, and going into the preseason, like he looked huge, like bulked up big time with his arms. He has those long arms, so that's what I love to see. Uh, but he struggled mightily in the preseason, where he was getting beat around the edge on a couple times, like a couple times, and allowed a few sacks. And then in the last game against New England, Nate Solder started, and it wasn't much of a better showing from him. Uh, like so, I mean, Nate Solder kind of is what he is at this point. Yeah, Matt Parrott, he still, was just peak. Matt you know? Parrott, there's still like development, so it's not like uh, I, I'm more so like, oh, like he 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 can get better. It might be a little impatient, but the Giants are in a position where like, hey, you don't really have the luxury of being patient because like if this year you're not good, like you're not starting next year because yeah. fix this problem. Yep. Um, so. That the right tackle position, I'm especially concerned with. Uh, but I have questions along the whole offensive line. It's really interesting as a unit, um, and I don't really think it's even worth mentioning their depth there because they're used car salesmen. <laughs> while 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 cashiers yeah. at this point. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, there, there's some guys that have potential. Um, there's other guys that like I think at the very best they're you know. On any other team, on most teams, they're depth guys. Yeah. And 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 sure, like, look, you need that. Like, for instance, Shane Lemieux, I'm fine with having him as a depth guy. Like, I'm fine with having him as a backup guard. Uh, but I just don't really. That's think all he should I, be. Yeah, if he's your really starting lineup, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Unless he somehow gets better, but as of right now, I haven't seen it. So. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Whatever. Uh, that's that's the big weakness on the offensive side of the ball. Really, the, the team. Um, like that's really I think the one thing that's going to hold this team back from being great uh, versus good. Now, going on the defensive side of the ball, where we are much more complete. Uh, I'm going to start off with cornerbacks. All right, so that brings us to the cornerback position. Um, so cornerback, very strong, as long as everyone's healthy. 
Got James Bradbury uh, at the CB1, who I love. He was one of the best cornerbacks last year. Um, and, I mean, and he went up against legit number one receivers all season. And Underrated, he, I would he, say. He, he shut them down. Yeah. Uh, I go back to the game against Chicago, where, sure, you don't have great quarterback play, but Al Robinson still had a great year. Um, could he be the best, like, free agent acquisition last year? I think he could be. A, like, he's definitely up there. Yeah, right? He's got to be. Um, and he, I mean, again, he, he put, he put these wide receivers on an island. Like I have a lot of, and he's looked great in preseason or, I mean, in, in training camp, he's looked great. Uh, I have a lot of faith in James Bradbury. I feel very comfortable there. CB2, we got a Dory Jackson, uh, who recently dealt with a, a minor ankle sprain, which thank God it's nothing serious. Uh, he's, he seems to be good to go for week one. He's had a great off season. He's looked tremendous. So I feel very good about those positions. Rodarius Williams, who's also playing on the outside, has had a very, very strong offseason. I was pleasantly surprised at that. I thought he was kind of going to be like, you know, your typical depth guy, but he looks like he has starting potential, um, you know, somewhere down the road. Or if someone gets hurt, he can play. Yeah. So uh, I'm very happy with that. Uh, on the inside, we have Darnay Holmes, who I very much like as well. He had a very good rookie year. Um, showed a lot of potential there, um, and I think he's going to you know, blossom into some, something better this year. Uh, Aaron Robinson, who's starting this year on the pup list. Uh, obviously, I haven't seen him at all this offseason, uh, but I have high hopes for him. I, guess. I was going to ask you about him yeah. because um, I don't remember. I remember you were high on him uh, when he got drafted. You, you, you were pretty – you. You like the pick. I I don't want to I don't want to double crawl or you know go back on what I said. Yeah. I know that the Eagles were looking at him at the same time you guys took yeah. him, and maybe I was a little bit salty at that. Probably was, uh, but I was really wondering about him. Yeah, well, he what's good about him because I know how good Adoree is. I know how good James Bradbury is. What's good with him is he can play inside and outside. Um, yes, but uh, I think more of a slot though, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, more of he's a slot. physical too. Yeah. He's and, um, but that's kind of a wait and see. And then depth guys, they have Sam Beal coming back, uh, Josh Jackson, who they traded, Isaac Yadam for, who was a high pick in Green Bay um, and was there when Patrick Graham was there. So maybe, you know, he had a very good rookie year and then kind of the last two years he kind of fell off. Um, but maybe they, they Patrick Graham knows something. And they also I would say he does him. because he's a very smart yeah. coach, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, uh, cornerback is a strong position when healthy. It, obviously, if there's one injury, though, you, you get a little nervous uh, there. Uh, but they have versatility, which I like. Yes. Yeah, and with health, it's a strong position. Um, so that brings us to the safeties, another very, very strong position, where they have Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers. Um, probably as your starting safeties. Jabril is your strong safety. Logan Ryan is your free safety. Um, and they're going to work Xavier McKinney in there at safety and nickel corner. And he's going to play all over the place. Um, and and they have Julian Love, who has also been tremendous this offseason. Um, he's only gotten better. Uh, so they have four really good safeties that are all versatile. Um, like McKinney, Love, and Ryan can all play different quarterback positions. Jabril Peppers is kind of like a, a money backer, like like a Jamal Adams like type guy where you know you'll you'll see him blitzing a lot. Landon, Landon Collins ass guy. Yeah. You'll see him blitzing a lot. Uh, Box play, safety type of thing. Yeah, it plays the run yeah. very well. So they really have it all set there. Um, 
at a at the safety position. So I'm very comfortable with that. Uh, then the linebackers, uh, interior linebackers, we have Blake Martinez, who's coming off a very very strong year. He was love Blake Martinez. Uh, he was a top ten linebacker last year, uh, which I was actually shocked at, mainly because of how good he was in coverage. Um, had a 73, uh, pretty much a 74 grade in coverage last year, which was my main concern about picking him up. Um, and even in the preseason, he had an unbelievable interception of Cam Newton uh, where he tracked Jacoby Myers down like for 30 yards and literally ripped the ball out of his hands. He's a very athletic linebacker. Yeah. I like him a lot. I really do. I really yeah. do. If the Eagles value linebacker at all, I wanted them to actually get him in free agency. Yeah. But, you know, the Giants being a smart team took him. Yeah, uh, and they got Tate Crowder uh, coming back off a very strong rookie season uh, last year. Um, probably going, he's probably starting next to Blake Martinez. Reggie Ragland, who they brought in this offseason, who also had a very strong preseason in camp. Uh, I like that a lot. Carter Coughlin, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, and just one of those guys that Patrick Graham just knows when to use him. He can, he's a very good blitzer. Um, and he can play both inside and outside. Cam Brown, very good special teams player who they drafted last year, also could see some uh, time at, you know, inside linebacker. He's one of those, you know, big hitters, like big, just built like a ferocious linebacker. Uh, and, you know, hopefully he takes another step, but uh, more of a special teams guy. But uh, strong, strong group, um, you know, nothing – Outside of Blake Martinez, nothing like, oh, my God, like, wow, this is, like, super strong. But very, very, like, just strong, solid. Solid yes. group. Yes. Solid group, one I won't complain about. Um, that brings up our edge defenders who, uh, you know, we have, I mean, Leonard Williams. They have him listed as an edge defender here. I, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I more so view as, like, O'Shane Zimenez, Lorenzo Carter, uh, Aziz Ojulari. I think Lorenzo Carter is my favorite player on your roster. Yeah, I, I, he – The potential is, is there. Is there. And the thing is, we've waited three years for because it, it was – when they drafted him, it was always like project pick, but great project pick yep. to bet on. He, it, it might take a little bit of time, but when he hits, he'll hit. Yep. And last year, it, it started – like he was all over the place. Then the unfortunate injury. Uh, was ACL? The season. Yeah. Nah. Um, so I'm hoping that he picks up where he left off because that'll be huge for this team. O'Shane Zimenez looked very good this offseason. He was kind of like a, a similar guy to Lorenzo Carter, more of a project pick, um, but has all the intangibles and, you know, uh, high upside. Um, he looks like he's taking another step forward, which is great. Uh, we know Leonard Williams. Uh, Aziz Ojulari. Obviously, a high pick this past year. Yep. Looked also very good um, in preseason and training camp. Uh, Ellerson Smith is starting the year on IR. Uh, I don't even know if he's going to play this year. Um, and then there, we just brought in Quincy Roach, who I was very high off of uh, in Miami, but you know it's a wait and see if, if he makes the roster. Um, but again, another. Uh, if, if you're including Leonard Williams in this group, obviously it's a very strong group. Oh yeah. Um, but one of the strongest if, position groups in your on your if, team. If anything, solid. Like, yeah, the whole very, defense, very, the whole yeah. defense as a whole is yeah. very, very good. Um, and then that's gonna take us to uh, where's is there? Oh, interior defenders. Sorry, interior defenders. Uh, they have Dexter Lawrence, who has been tremendous uh, ever since coming into the NFL. Um, 
he's you know a top twenty defensive uh, like you know nose tackle defensive interior guy. Um, he's top twenty in the league. I think he's only going to take a step uh, you know forward this year. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about him is his pass rushing ability from the inside. Uh, not nowhere near Aaron Donald's level because nobody is, but he brings that dynamic where he can actually get after the the quarterback from that position where not a lot of people really do that um, or bring that ability. They're more there for, you know, the run stuffing and just to kind of like add pressure. Uh, Danny Shelton, uh, they brought in from Cleveland, I believe. He was, that was See, I want. I was waiting for you to mention him. I didn't realize I, – or I forgot. Or didn't re- either way, one or the other, that you had Danny Shelton on the roster. Um he didn't have a good year last year, but he does have starter experience, yeah. so it's good to have that. Yeah, good to have. Maybe that plays into you guys willing to let BJ Hill go. You know, I, well, I think that played into it, but I also think uh, the emergence of Raymond Johnson, who is an undrafted free agent this year, who has been like really catching eyes and very happy he made the team because he's been a force uh, in in the preseason and in training camp. Yeah, um, and he's pushed a lot of people aside. Um, so I'm actually very excited to see what he brings. And a lot, everyone's been raving about him. Um, and they also have Austin Johnson, who they signed last year, where I was kind of like a – from Tennessee, where I was kind of like a why they signed this guy. But he's been very solid for us too. And yeah. Like, uh, and that, that's pretty much the, the, you know, the starters there. But, again, solid group. Like maybe nothing like eye-popping, but solid. Yes. Uh, and then that'll take us to. I'm just gonna do like kickers and punters. So kickers, Graham Gano, obviously tremendous. I think he was. I don't even care. Yeah. I um, hate kickers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you could have a popcorn vendor out there at kicker, and I, 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 I'm sorry. I just. Hey, this is my position. It, this boring. is my view. You get. 11 on 11 the entire game, and games could come down to some guy who could kick a ball. And it just, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I I don't mean, like hey, it. It, it. It makes a difference. It does. It does. Hey, hey, you know, CC Adam Vinatieri in this email. You know, it's very important. I get it. I do. I get it. Yeah. But, um, but whatever. I, I mean, we don't have to touch it. Don't, don't even waste my Hunter, time. Hunter, Riley Dixon. Don't waste my time. Okay. Don't want to All right, so that, that, pretty much wraps, that pretty much wraps it up there. Um, yeah, so overall, I think this team is a very solid team. It's a good roster, man. Offensive line is a major concern. Yes. And that's really it. Yeah, that's really it. And that's really it. That's the only question mark I have. And uh, Defense, but, Patrick Graham's got those guys ready to go yeah, every week. I, the, the thing is, though, I really think that this team will only go as far as the offensive line allows them to. Right. Um, and I think the offensive line play is the difference between winning the division and finishing third in the division. Yeah. Right? Um, but all right, let's, let's break down the roster. Ooh, um, you mean the schedule? Schedule. Okay. Um, we're just going to run through it real quick. Let's go, baby. Let's go. All right, so uh, week one against Denver Broncos at home. I have this as a win. Uh, close game, but uh, I think the Giants are going to come out there and get the W. Um, and uh, But, yeah, I think they might be – the offensive line might have their hands full with uh, with that defense. But I also think that our defense will give Denver some troubles. See, we'll do enough. I struggle with this even more as time goes on because I like Denver's roster more and more. 
as of right now, I still have this as a win for the Giants. Yeah. But it's becoming tougher and tougher to call that as a win for the Giants because I think Denver has a really good team. Yeah. Uh, Washington at Washington week two. I have this as a loss for the Giants. Um, Giants usually play good against Washington. Uh, I think Washington's going to get this W, though. Not really much else to say there. Agreed. Nothing to say here. I have this loss for the Giants as well. Yeah. Uh, week three against Atlanta at home. Giants always beat Atlanta at home, and I don't think Atlanta offers enough to – I don't. I just don't think they have a team that can even compete with the Giants. This could be a blowout. Yeah. Yeah, I think this could be a blowout. Uh, Giants are going to get the stub. Week four at New Orleans. Uh, I think that this is also a win for the Giants. Um Again, I uh, New Orleans is kind of a weird, tricky team, but uh, I, I just think the Giants have a better team. I think this is a loss for the Giants. I like what I see from Jameis Winston. I do. I I I, I like a lot. That. I do. That I do. was my big question mark heading into the year. I think the Saints do have a good defense, and I think if Jameis plays at a high level, that the New Orleans Saints should pull out a victory here. But it's going to be close. I think it'll be a close. Game. I think the Giants' defense is going to be the difference maker in this one. Yep. Um, Week five at Dallas, I have this as a loss. Uh, I, 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 I just have, I have it as a loss. It's as simple as that. Connor, I'm going to have this as a W for the Giants. Okay. I think they're going to go into AT&T Stadium, and they are going to look for blood. Because the last couple years, they've started out the year at AT&T Stadium, and they've come out on the loser end of that. And they're going to go in there. They're going to make a statement. They're going to go in, and they're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Let's hope. Let's hope. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yep. Uh, week six, uh, LA Rams are coming to town. That's going to be a loss for the Giants. Um, Don't even dissect yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. the Rams are just no, been yeah. too good this year. Week seven, Carolina comes to town. They get back on the the winning streak here. Well, the winning ways, I should say. That's going to be a win for the Giants. Uh, week eight, they're at Kansas City. Not really need to dissect that one. This is going to be a loss. Yep. Uh, week nine against the Raiders. That's going to be a win. Yep. Uh, if this was in uh, if this was in Las Vegas, I would have the Raiders winning this game. I would not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> week ten is a bye. Go see your mother. <laughs> week eleven at Tampa Bay. This is one of those games where I feel like the Giants shouldn't win, and I feel like they might. I don't know why I feel that way. Maybe it's just how they played him last year. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give I'm gonna, you know, nah, nah, I'm not. They're, they're, they're losing. See, I, I look at these next two games. So I look, I see week 11 at Tampa and I see week 12 versus the Eagles at home. Uh, retiring Michael Strahan's number, by the way, yeah. they announced that. Yeah. So if I, if I'm leaning the Giants losing this game, but if the Giants do somehow pull out a victory against Tampa, they're losing against the Eagles. Because they're going to overlook this game, they're going to be riding high, and I think I think it's on a short week that they're going to lose to the Eagles. I mean, but, I think if they, if they beat Tampa, they have to be like, oh, they have to be going into the Philly game with sheer confidence and being like, I don't think so. I think they're maybe too overconfident. I think the Eagles are going to come in and win that game. Well, but as of right now, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this game, so the yeah. Giants are going to lose. Yeah, the Giants losing to Tampa Bay. Uh, I have them beating Philly. Week 12. I agree. And then beating Miami week 13. Um, Hold on a second. Let me yeah. stop at the Miami week 13. Um, let me just uh, think for a second. I like their secondary. 
think they're going to beat Miami. They don't Miami have good many good pass rushers, do they? No. No, they don't, right? No. Okay. I'll, I'll go with the W at Miami. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, – they're going to handily beat Miami. Um, at L.A. against the Chargers, I, I have this as a close, like, a close game, but I think the Chargers are going to win in a shootout. I don't. I think the Chargers are going to just – Put put on the hammer Roblet. on them. Yeah, uh, I mean they're gonna they're gonna just destroy them. Yes. Okay. Um, and I only say this because of the travel. I I, I weigh a lot into that. I really do. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a fact. They're going out to L.A. Um, new stadium. They didn't have the the luxury of having fans inside that going, stadium. And they're going from Miami to. Correct. Yeah. Correct. A lot of travel for the Giants. Yeah. Um. But you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I, either way, it's a loss. Yeah. Um, that uh. Then uh, at home against Dallas, I have this as a win um, against Dallas. I have this as a loss. Yeah, we just flip-flopped there. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Philadelphia, week 16, I have this as a loss. I agree. Uh, and then week 17 at Chicago, I have this as a win. Um, and week 18 versus Washington, I also have this as a win. So they finish with a little two-game win. Um, at Chicago, week 17, I'm going to have this as a loss. Um, I think this is going to be Justin Fields' territory, and I think they're going to raffle off a couple wins that's going to give Chicago confidence to bring them back next year. So I think this is going to be a win for Chicago, um, and I know we differ there. And I have the Giants, Washington at home. I think this is going to be a W for the Giants, and I think it's going to be a way for them to overtake the Washington football team to get in the playoffs. Okay, so it's time out. So I have them finishing at 10 and 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Oh, no, 8. So I have 8 and 9. Okay. Yeah, I've been finishing at 10 and 7. Which I'm shocked at that. I wish I could really go back and run that through again. I think the Giants are going to be better than 8 and 9 than I look at from the – Well, you had them losing to the Saints and the Bears. Yeah. Uh, you had them winning those games, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and that's that's really the that's the swag. Okay. All right. Which I mean those those games, yes, they, they can go either See, way. I have those, a, are, those are two winnable games. So I mean it could but I mean, but that's the thing. It's, with, yeah. this, with this schedule, they could easily be ten and seven, they could easily be eight and nine. It can literally be It could, it could. But I, I look at this record I have, but I, I uh this is the least confident I have in this record being correct. I think the Giants are more likely to be ten and seven than they are eight and nine. Yeah, but I mean, but again, it's two, it's two games. Like, and that's not me trying to, like, you know, blow smoke up your ass. No, I, I'm just, but, but they could very easily be 8-9. Yeah, I they think, could. I would say I think their floor is 7-10. and 10. Yes. And, I, but again, I think, and I think their ceiling. They're, they're getting nowhere under 7-10. and 10. I, Yeah, and I think their absolute ceiling is 11-6. and six, But I still, that's like. Maybe a little bit. Of, I can't. You can't say a pipe dream in football. No, but they get like, it together, man. That's a very eleven and six. I think is their ceiling. I think their floor is seven and seven. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that completes our analysis or of the Giants, and uh, we're gonna jump into my Philadelphia Eagles. Birds. Go birds. All right, man. So that brings us to the Philadelphia Eagles to start us off here on this uh, section of the pod. So I'm gonna go right into the quarterback position. So we only saw Jalen Hurts for a couple of snaps in the first preseason game. I like what I saw 
Um, I mean, he had like, you know, cadence with the offense. I mean, there was a drop that Jalen Rager had and that Zach Ertz had that kind of plummeted his numbers a little bit, which probably did stop them from scoring on the opening drive. But he did look good. Sorry, he, he, I, what do you mean? Uh, the drops, like oh no. Well, I'm just saying, like you know, his completion percentage and all that yeah, kind of crap. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, because a lot of people were like, "Oh, he went three for seven. There's people out there that look at this stuff and just are very technical about it. So I just want to throw that out there. So Jalen Hurts also had a stomach issue the second game and was a late scratch where he was suited up to actually play. And then Sirianni saw that as an opportunity just to sit the rest of the starters. And then the rest is history. They didn't play anybody in preseason uh, game number three. He He's one of those coaches that plays a lot into the joint practices because it's like an agreement between the coaches where they can show what they're going to be playing in regular season games. They don't tell anybody about it. It's like an unwritten rule. And you're not playing that in regular season. Exactly. So in the simulation, the joint practices, I read reports that they did phenomenal. Both uh, the defensive line, the offense, secondary, wide receivers, they all played phenomenal. So that's encouraging. Sure, it's not on film. We all didn't see it, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Joe Flacco was a little uh, streaky in uh, games one and two. But in uh, week three against the Jets, he was very impressive. He commanded the offense very well. He ran the twos and the threes very well. And then Nick Mullins came in and please shield my eyes. He was god-awful. And then, which leads me, we should have told this in around the league, the whole trade here, but Gardner Minshew coming in, we traded for, which I'm shocked that he wasn't traded to a team like the Cowboys because they're looking for a backup quarterback and someone who has had a lot of success. That was, yeah, 37 touchdown passes with 11 interceptions, something like that. Good numbers, man. So another thing, like, you know, Howie and Jeffrey and even Doug and now Nick, have been very outspoken on how much they value the quarterback position. They're always going to look for backups and upgrades, and especially with the whole COVID protocol and even with another game being added on, you got to be prepared for someone else to step in there. So I like the addition there. So I like where we're at, the quarterback position, um, as of right now. I hope Jalen Hurst performs well. You can tell me what you think. That's really what it all comes down to. I think that a trade for Gardner Minshew was great, like – and you have him for the next two years at 850000 And what I like about this trade is Minshew's mindset. Yes. Minshew's coming in there to put pressure on Hurts. Like, he's coming in there to be like, look, I, like, I want, I'm going to do everything I can like, right. as, in practice, whatever, to show that I can start if all else fails. So that puts some – it's not like a QB controversy. It's, it's not. It's, it's a – like, hey, because we already know, like, we already know, Hurts needs to well, perform. Whatever Gardner Minshew could bring to the table is valid. He's a starter in this league. He has good numbers, exactly. and he actually spoke for the first time today as an Eagles quarterback. Sorry. And he said that Jalen was one of the first people to reach out to him and welcome to Philadelphia. Right, of course, he is. love it by Jalen, dude. Carson would have just cried for sure. Would have cried. So, but, yeah, and, love and, to see it. And Jalen knows, regardless of the addition of Minshew or not, that like he has to perform to. Keep his job. Exactly. Um, but I think Minshew is a uh, perfectly fine uh, back, not only backup, but like if all else fails and hurts, like you, you just at least have somebody with starting experience there. Um, yeah, sure, you also have Flacco, but I think Flacco is done. Um, 
He looked good though, man. He has looked good. And he's he's a Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl winner. So he could bring a lot to the table too as well in words of advice. I know you're gonna see you twirling the freaking thing over there. I can, but I can go off yeah, I know you can, yeah. days about Joe Flacco and how overrated he's been for his entire career. Yeah. Um and he's piggybacked off of uh wide receivers and whatnot. But that's that's neither here nor there. I think I think the real the only thing that comes down to the quarterback is uh, the play of Jalen Hurts. It does. Like, um, it, 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 if he's good, this is like this is strong. If he's bad, obviously you, you're you're gonna be looking for a quarterback next year. That's, There's, that's yeah, what it comes out. exactly. So let's go into wide receivers next. Um, so you have uh, players making the roster: Devontae Smith, my boy, Jalen Rager, who looks very well improved. Wes Watkins, who's actually the most improved player on the Eagles roster. He's been he's been phenomenal. And then you have Greg Ward, who I love very much. And actually the most surprising one of all making the roster is J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, yeah. who Nick Sirianni said it was because of what he brings to the special teams aspect of the roster. And a surprise, Travis Fogel not making the roster and John Hightower also not making yeah. the roster. So – John Hightower not making the roster uh, makes a lot of sense to me. He was hurt a little bit, and he needs to bring up his game a little more. He did not have a good year last year. He did not have a good year. I mean, he's fast, which is nice, but he also did drop a a few balls and doesn't run really crisp routes, so he needs to improve that aspect. And he can do that on the practice squad, but he was not good. Uh, Travis Fulgham, who was probably the talk of the league for about four weeks, he had a breakout, you know, couple four games there. Probably number, I think he was number one wide receiver in the NFL, uh, statistic wise or fantasy wise or whatever it was for those four games. He was, up there. he was, and he didn't make the roster. So a lot of people, including yourself, did reach out to me and see like Travis Fogum being cut. Like, what the hell's going on here? Um, but I, I'm very well paying attention to you know what's going on in camp. He did not have a good camp. He actually did not practice well at all. I think once those four games happened, he thought he reached his peak and didn't have to improve his game that much more. And he dropped off after those four games, and it even included into this year. And this is a new coaching staff, man. You gotta you gotta show yourself again, prove your worth. And like anybody else out there who's starting a new job, you have a new or getting a new boss, you have to prove your worth and show what you can do. And Travis Wilkham didn't do that, and the coaching staff was very disappointed in him from what I've read. So he's on the practice squad, and that's very telling too as well. He went through waivers and was not claimed by anybody. It's an ego check. Yeah, it, it's got to be, man, because yeah. this is probably his last gasp at, to be yeah. on, a, on a roster because he didn't even make the Lions, you know? No. Yeah, he was he was cut last year on the Lions. So I'm, I'm, I like the talent at the wide receiver position, but I think they do need a veteran in there I to agree. lead that room. This group is too young. Um, I think they still have a lot of learning to do. And I think Devontae is going to be a stud. But he's going to have some growing pains as a rookie. Don't get yeah. me wrong, man. He's a, he, he showed me a lot in that second preseason game with his routes. I thought he was very crisp and very – well, he's been compared to him. Marvin Harrison-esque yeah. in his routes. So that that's very encouraging to me. Jalen Rager has been very improved. He started out camp very bad, but he's, he's really shown himself. But I think they really do need someone to, you know, just – Leave the room. I agree. Um, I think with this wide receiver group, um, it's it's slightly underwhelming, but it's more so a like a prove it 
Like, prove it to me. Exactly, man. Like, Quez Watkins, for example. Like, prove it to me. Jalen Rager, you were drafted in the first round. Like, right, like, pre, like preseason, like, having a bad start, good finish, whatever it is, I don't care anymore. Prove it to me. Yes. Devontae Smith, I have high hopes for, and I I think he'll be just fine. But, again, you he the current state of things right now, you're coming in to be the wide receiver one right off the bat. Yes. And that pressure adds up. And He's know, got the mindset for it. I'm not worried about that. It's just – Sure, like, I'm not questioning his mind. But they need a veteran in there to show him, like, to keep his head right. Yeah, you know, it's look, it's for any rookie wide receiver, like in that position, like it's it's tough. There is a lot of pressure on you to be the guy. Like, no matter what your mindset is, like, pressure can get to anybody. Yes. Um. So with this group, like, I think a lot of people have been pointing it as a weakness for Philly. Um. I I really just – you could say it's a question mark. I, I think it's really just to prove it. Like, I think there's talent there. I think there's potential there. It's just everybody needs to put it together for this group to be good. It can't just be one guy. You need Rieger. You need Watkins. Um, I mean, really, those two are, like, the big ones that, like, you need to, to see it for. Like, you need to see – um, growth and improvement and step yep. forward to this. But I agree. I think they need a veteran presence in there. They do. Um, I just want to move on to the running backs at this mm-hmm. point, which I'm shocked because I thought they were going to go with four running backs, but they went with three. They went with Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. Yeah. And on their practice squad, they have Jordan Howard and Jason Huntley. I think Jordan Howard's a candidate to be called up before yeah. week one uh, because the he's in tremendous oh, shape. Before week one. Yeah, before yeah. week one, yeah. He's going to go in that Atlanta game on the roster. And I think he's going to get some carries because they. I think they value Jordan Howard because he's in really good shape. But I want to talk about Kenneth Gainwell for a second because this guy is a candidate to be a steal of the draft, as we talked about in our previous podcast. But a knock against him was that he, was, he would look at the hole and he would dodge to the outside. What I saw from him this preseason, he was not that guy. He was – navigating through tackles. He was getting the yards that was given to him and he was running straight. He was running hard and he was catching balls. And this coaching staff is going to get the ball in his hands. So I'll I'll say this. Not only did I draft Kenneth Gainwell in the second round of my dynasty, my rookie dynasty draft, I am a a huge Kenneth Gainwell fan. And I was really upset when I found out that the Eagles drafted him. Um, I'm going to have a, a statement here, and I've, I've made it clear that I'm also a Miles Sanders fan, and I disliked the Eagles' use of him uh, over the course of the last two years. Yeah, Doug, uh, Doug really botched that, I, man. I really yeah. – I, I don't think they gave – he showed that he can handle opportunity, and they didn't give him enough opportunity. Uh, I have a bit of a bold take. Uh, I think Kenneth Gainwell takes over the starting uh, – uh, or uh, maybe I want to say – I think Kenneth Gainwell proves that – he will get the majority of the carries in this backfield by, wow. the, by at least by mid to late season. Um, bold. I'm gonna say it's bold. But yeah, man. Um, I didn't think about that until you just mentioned that, but I like what I saw from him, man. Kenny Gainwell is a starting running back. Kenny G, um, as we call him. Kenny he, G. He, he's just. I, I won't do that. This is an eagle. I'm gonna call him Kenny. Kenny G. G. Come on. But, just uh, let let him, hey, hey, if he performs for me in Dynasty, I'll call let him it, every once. Let call it roll me. off your tongue right I'll now. Call him daddy. Let it roll off your tongue. Kenny G. Kenny G. 
There it is. Love to hear it. But uh, I, I really think that he is a starting running back in this league, and I I, I think he takes over the share. It could be could be a fact, and it could be the fact that uh, Kenny G actually catches balls out of the backfield very the, well, and Miles Sanders does, does not. not. Does He's not. been dropping a lot of balls, man, and it's been alarming for me. But as a runner, Miles Sanders has been tremendous. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, I'm not, and again, this is more so, this isn't an indictment on Sanders. It's more of a praise on Kenneth Gainwell. Agreed, agreed. So I'll move on to the tight ends. And uh, one, a couple surprises here for me, actually. So the talk of the camp was Tyree Jackson, actually, who was a quarterback at Buffalo in the college over there. And he turned to a tight end. And he's been unbelievable yeah. in camp. He was a lot. He he is like what six seven something six, like that seven. six seven yeah, and he has good good size good weight everything for a tight end. He reminds me when I saw him in preseason and when I saw him in training camp. He reminds me of a Darren Waller, the way he runs and just the, just his size disadvantage. He could line up anywhere on the field, and the Eagles kept him on the fifty three. Because they didn't want to put him through waivers because they knew he would get scooped right up. So this is why I say that they kept him on the 53, but he's going to be put, get put on IR. And he's going to come back and maybe, I think, by like week eight or something like that. I think that's the, the goal for him. Oh, so the, the, like I, I was under the impression. I, I only saw when it just happened. Good. But I thought that he might have been out for the season. So. No. Oh, so that's good. No, news. no. He could come back midseason. Okay. So I don't know if they're just going to redshirt him. I think that's a possibility as well, and just develop him a little more yeah. once he comes back healthy. But um, I think I think that's probably the route they're going to go. Yeah. But either way, a um, little surprise at tight end. Uh, Jack Stoll making the roster over Richard Rodgers. Yeah. Dick Rod, as we call him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, a very good one-two punch at tight end. And then uh, Jack Stoll, who was actually a locker room favorite actually uh in training camp so he actually uh he caught um a big pass actually i think the last game and the whole team went up to him and just you know congratulated him for it and just that just goes to show just the impact that he has and they love him and he made the roster because i mean because he actually performed very well and he's just a good locker room presence yeah no i mean uh, and Jason Kroom, I, I, I love him. Let me just have this in. He had a season-ending injury, actually, I believe the first – no, the second game, I think it was against the Patriots. I think it was a knee injury, ACL, I believe. And I think he was going to make the roster over Jack Stoll, and it just it just stinks to see him hurt, get hurt. But Yeah, I, I don't know much about Stoll, um, but obviously I'll say with Ertz and Goddard there, um, this is a strong unit. And with Tyre Jackson, when he comes back from everything that I've seen and heard – uh, he's looked tremendous. Yeah. Um, and I, what I was reading is he was the best overall player in camp. Like, I mean, in term, I guess maybe in terms of like consistency and surprises. Like, yeah. And th- they were saying like he's been like the guy to watch at Eagles camp. He has, um, and but, you you read correctly because that, that's yeah. everything. That's all the writers I've been yeah. I've been covering, and it's he's been the the talk of the camp. Yeah. But I think this group is strong behind you know. Ertz and Goddard. Uh, I'm curious to see, though, what sort of like the dynamic is between the two and if Goddard kind of assumes the the role. Like, and you know, when you have like the two tight ends, it's it's always different. But I think so far since Goddard's been in the league, Ertz has kind of been the, the 1A and Goddard's been the 1B. 
And I'm curious to see if that's kind of flip-flop. I'll answer for you. It is flip-flop. Yeah. It's going to be Goddard and then Earth yeah. is the one bait. And I think they're going to... assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, especially with Earth saying that he's coming back. Exactly. I think they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel uh, with uh, Sirianni's offense yeah. here because oh, how do you sure. leave both of them off for the sure, field, sure. you know? So, especially gonna, the wide receivers. Like, exactly. And they're they're young and they're developmental. And I think you're going to want the sure things at tight end because Dallas and Zach Ertz are both mismatches. And I was going to say, Goddard, you can line them up out a little You bit could. Too. And Zach Ertz, you can too. You can, yeah, you can too. Yeah. But I was like, Goddard has more of that kind of like – I mean, not wide receiver build. He's a tight end, but right. he has. He runs of, like one, though. I was going to say, yeah. he has that kind of mismatch speed. Yeah. Um, so um, let me move on to one of the strongest groups on this team, and that's yeah. the offensive line. So you got making the roster, you got Nate Herbig, Landon Dickerson, Jason oh. Kelsey, um, Brett Toth, Isaac Sayamalu, Brandon Brooks, Jack Driscoll, and Andre Dillard. And um, crap, I'm missing him. No, no, yeah, Lane Johnson and oh, sorry, I didn't see him for a second. I had to scroll down a little bit. I apologize. Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson. So Jordan Mailata might go down as the greatest Eagles draft pick in history because it's not seventh round draft pick. The guy just played rugby, only rugby, three years ago, and now he's a starting left tackle for an NFL team. Well, a name like Mailata, you better be playing rugby. <laughs> Fair enough. But he's been unbelievable in training camp. He beat out Andre Dillard, who's a first-round draft pick, and Andre Dillard's been a complete disappointment. He's got short arms for a tackle, which has probably been his downfall, honestly, going against NFL talent. Yeah. Josh Sweat has just been annihilating yeah. him, just eating him alive. And Brandon Graham, too, and, you know, Ryan Kerrigan. And they've just been taking advantage of him just because of those short arms. And I think he lacks confidence. And actually one of the um, – if I can remember correctly, I forget the, what, what scout had a draft um, profile on him. And uh, he lacks heart. And you hate and you hate to you hear that, to dude. Hear that from an offensive line, no, you don't. You hate to you, exactly. So Jack Driscoll, I like a lot. He actually stepped in very well for the first game of the year last year when Lane Johnson was a late scratch, um, going against Chase Young um, unexpectedly. He did very well, and I think they they're very high on him. Uh, the Raven Clark, who's on the practice squad. He had an opportunity to go to multiple teams, but he opted to stay with Philadelphia and work with Jeff Stoutland who's been a great oh, offensive line coach. For the other guys. It has been. Uh, Brandon Brooks, probably, I'm going to say this. This might be bold, but I'm going to say it anyway. The best right guard in football is Brandon Brooks. He's definitely up there. Yeah, it's either him or Zach Martin. So, um, in my opinion, he's the best right guard. Uh, Isaac Sayamal, who's been a decent left guard for us these last couple years, um, he's battling a hamstring injury. And on those big boys, I hate to hear the soft tissue injuries, uh, you know, come to play. But you might be seeing Landon Dickerson uh, come in at left guard at some point this year. I think you definitely do. I think so, too. And he's actually just got activated from the uh, NFI list. So he's he's ready to go. He's been practicing, so he, he's good. Uh, Jason Kelsey, what can I say yeah. more about Jason Kelsey? Jason Kelsey's the man. Um, and Nate Herbig, who this team is very high on, could play both center and guard. Um, he's 30 pounds less than he was last year when he came, when he stepped in. He was very overweight, and he and that showed in his game. But he's been in tremendous shape this year, and I think he's ready for a breakout year if he's called upon. He had so, a pretty, I mean, a limited snap. I mean, not too limited of snaps. He no, had, he's, he played a lot last year. Snaps. Yeah, he, he played a lot. He, seems like he played pretty well. He did. He did, and he's going to play that much better because he's in better shape now. So I think uh, I'm very excited about Leonard Dickerson. Um, 
I don't want to look too much ahead because I want to focus on this year. I think you're going to see Isaac Siamalu next year when Kelsey's done slide into the center position. Really? And I think you're going to see Dickerson play guard because I really? think Dickerson's more fit to play guard. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I really I mean, do. That'll, that'll be definitely one to watch. Yeah. I'm curious to see that. And I think um, Brandon Books and Lean Johnson are still going to be there. I joined my lot. Obviously, he's going to be there too. So I think you're going to see that switch. You're going to see uh, Sam, because Sam Malo, when he came out of the draft, was actually looked at more of a center than he is a guard. So I think you're going to see that slide in for Sam Malo. And yeah. again, just saying, Dickerson's going to be your left guard next year. Okay. That's just my early prediction. Well, overall, um, I think this is one of the stronger groups in the NFL. Yes. But also in terms of depth. So yes. Where other teams that have strong offensive lines kind of lack depth if somebody goes down. I feel like the Eagles always have a guy that can step in. Exactly. And that goes for the defensive line, too. The Eagles love drafting the linemen. They well, absolutely love let's, it. Let's get into that. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to go on the defensive side of the ball. So we're going to start off with the cornerback position. And this is probably the second weakest position on the uh, – on the on the roster, and I only say that because of depth. Yeah. Um, Darius Slay and Steven Nelson, good solidified starters. I'm very happy with that. Avante Maddox is your starting uh, slot receiver, uh, slot corner, which I know he had a bad year last year, but that's because the Eagles thought they could start him on the outside, and, and he's too small for that. So he's back in his yeah. Yeah, he finished very small. So he's back at his natural position at nickel corner. And then you have a couple of guys backing him, backing him up, and that's uh, Zach McPherson, who actually performed very well in training camp. He had a rough go of it in preseason games. He was getting eaten alive in the Patriots game. They were picking him apart. Um, so he's going to have a rough go of it. It's his welcome to the NFL type of moment. So we'll see how he performs. But from what I've been reading, he's been having very positive uh, results. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jaquette. Get him off the roster. Um, he had a horrible game against the Jets, but he is on the practice squad right now. So, you know, he's not going to get called upon. Craig James is on the practice squad too as well. I like his special teams aspect. Um, he could cut step in for a couple plays, but I'm not really that high on him. Josiah Scott is my last guy I want to talk about before I turn it over to you. They did trade for him out of Jacksonville. I think he's going to be a backup more for Avante Maddox in the slot position because, like Maddox, he's a little small, small to play the edge yeah. or the you know the, right. the outside corner position. So that's all I got to say about the corners. Yeah, so corner is kind of similar to wide receiver for me. It's a lot of like prove it, um, and it's weird. It, it's it's where it's different than wide receiver. It's more so prove it with the the veteran guys like. Uh, Steven Nelson's kind of always been solid. Um, you know, I, I I probably feel the most comfortable with Steven Nelson, to be honest with you, just considering Darius Slay. Uh, not he didn't have a horrible year. Last See, year. I I want to jump in on that real yeah. quick, and I know you're you're getting some good points right now, but I think a lot of that has to do with um, God, Jim Schwartz. Okay. Because he didn't blitz nothing. He disguised nothing. It was rush forward, drop everybody back. And and that very well could be the case because. Darius Slay has been one of the best cornerbacks in the league for yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but but still, you know, I, I have to see like I have to see it. Um, I, I would really like to see him. To, I think if if Darius Slay kind of gets back to being you know that that very very good cornerback that we've known uh, for the last couple of years, and Stephen Nelson comes in and is you know his normal solid self. Yes. Uh, that can be good, but. 
what you brought up too, which is my biggest concern, and it's a concern with a lot of teams, um, and even like the Giants who have okay depth, it changes everything if one guy goes down. Yes. If one guy goes down, it, it, like, it doesn't matter like because they'll pick apart that, that next guy Yes. if he's not good. Right. So that's a little, little concerning for me. But that's sort of – that's most teams. It is. That's most teams. Um, but I think my big – my big question mark is Darius Slay, and will he come back to form? Will he take a step back? And, it, and like I said, it could be the defensive coordinator, the system, everything like that. Um, I just, I just have to see it. Like, yeah, I, I just want to see it. I think Jonathan Gannon's gonna really like. He's gonna play to a lot of players' strengths. So I'm gonna get into another weakness in a little bit, but I think Jonathan Gannon's gonna mask a lot of that with his scheme. I think yeah. he's gonna. I think he's just gonna put these players in position to succeed. And I, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of faith in him. I really do. Well, let's see. So uh, safety, let's go there. Um, I love Anthony Harris. Thank I think know. that's probably one of the most valuable pickups in free agency. One year, five million. I don't know how that happened, but hey, it happened. Uh, Ronnie McLeod's coming back from an ACL injury. Um, he's activated as well. He got activated the same day as Landon Dickerson. He's he's practicing right now. He's got a big brace on his knee. I don't know if he's going to be ready. But expect to see Marcus Epps or Kayvon Wallace step in there. We got Obi Melifonwu. Um, he's on a. He, I think he's on injury reserve right now for the Eagles. Yeah. I think they're gonna redshirt him. Yeah. But he's a former second round pick by the Raiders. I know that's not saying much because the Raiders don't know how to draft. But I think what he lacked uh, was speed. Or I, actually, speed was the only thing he had going for him. That's why the Raiders drafted him. Um, Elijah Riley. Let me talk about him for a second. Uh, safety out of safety slash corner out of the uh, army. He's been phenomenal really? in training camp, just phenomenal. Um, even in uh, the preseason games, he's always in on tackles. He's throwing his body around. I'm really happy the Eagles were able to cut him and get get him through waivers and put him on the practice squad because I think he's going to be a very very valuable rotational piece for them going forward. Um, I, I'm I think I'm the most high on him on our practice squad. Yeah. Uh, so similar to the, the cornerback position, um, this is – I mean, so I'm a big Anthony Harris fan. And yeah. I think that was one of the better signings, especially for value uh, in the offseason. And I feel pretty comfortable with him back there. Uh, I just kind of have some question marks on, like, you know, McLeod, how he comes back. Um Kayvon Wallace, uh, you know, how, how much see, how much are we going to see of him? Um, Marcus Epps is intriguing. Like, I, it, it's, it's really who, – who am I seeing here? Like, but you think they're starting – it's going to be McLeod and Harris? Uh, I think those are the starters. If if McLeod is not ready to go, it's going to be Kayvon Wallace. And if he's not ready to go because he's battling his own yeah. soft tissue injuries, it's going to be Marcus Epps. Yeah. So, um, and again, Marcus Epps is intriguing. Um it's 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 similar. It's it's like a, a prove it to me. Um, I feel good with Harris. Uh, I feel like McLeod's been like a little inconsistent, um, but uh, but again, I, I I don't know. I feel I feel like they have guys there that can like that can step it up, but I just have to see it. Like th- that's the one kind of thing I've been worried about with the Eagles and their secondary. Uh, I just it's just been at least based off of last year, inconsistent. I know. Um, and, I, I, and, again, it's a new defensive system, so 
we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I just I have to see it. I know that. the talent is a little sketchy right now, but I think the Eagles gonna have a top ten defense this year. Really, I really do. Okay. I, I think Jonathan Gannon is gonna really disguise this team, and because a, a lot of the the readings what I got from a lot of uh, you know reporters that are there, they it was hard for them to keep track of all the disguising with like players and that are on the field, I'm, which I love tell, to see. I'm telling you, that makes all the difference in the world because Patrick Graham, for example, yeah, last year, if you're looking at the Giants like Ross, like their defensive roster, it's like meh, meh. Like I mean, not horrible, but like not like not top ten. And no, a lot of that was Patrick Graham disguising, knowing what players to you. Cause like a lot of the guys were either unknown, like late round picks or right. just like kind of like maybe one trick ponies, but he knew how to use them. And yep. so that can go a long way in this system as well. If Absolutely. You know how to use your, your players to their strengths. Absolutely. And I, I think Jonathan Gannon probably is going to be a head coaching candidate. Probably not this year, but next year. Uh, not, not, uh, not next year, but the year after is what right. I meant to say. Um, I think he's a young coach and he's up and coming, and I think he's going to be uh, quite a, quite a head coach in a few years. What do you think about the linebacker position? Let's get there. Yeah. So now let's touch up on the linebackers. Okay. So Jacoby Stevens was actually the only Eagles draft pick that didn't make the roster, and that's because he was battling injuries. Okay. So Eric Wilson's going to be our starting probably Mike linebacker. Love him. Played in Jonathan Gannon's system before in Minnesota. Um, well, you know, Jonathan Gannon was a position coach back then, but I think he's going to take a lot of Zimmer's, you know, mentality. Yeah, sure. Um, and, of course, uh, who's the defensive coordinator in Indianapolis? Oh, it's a weird name. Uh, I forget. Uh, well, a part of Zimmer and his system. So, anyway, uh, Jernard Avery, who's actually was a defensive lineman who actually moved to linebacker, um, I think he's going to play a lot of that disguising joker position where he's going to be kind of rushing the passer a little more and dropping back if he has to. He's got good size to do that. I mean, I think he's like 6'2", 245, 250. So I'm really looking forward to him playing that position. I think it's going to accelerate him very well. Uh, Davion Taylor, who was a third-round draft pick last year, didn't have a good year last year. He got hurt a little bit, but he was taking first-team reps before he got hurt. So I think they had high hopes for him this year. It really stinks that he got hurt, but, hey, it is what it is. I hope he gets better because I really want to see how he performs. Uh, Sean Bradley, who is actually one of my shocking picks, who actually made the roster because he was playing horribly in the preseason, and I didn't really hear too much about him in training camp. So I think he really made the roster just based surely on that he could play special teams as well. Um, Alex Singleton who has actually been phenomenal in preseason and in training camp. I mean, if you watched him during the preseason, he was there pretty much every freaking tackle in the Pittsburgh, the um, New England game, and even the Jets game to start the game too. So I'm really excited to see Alex Singleton. He seems to always have a nose for the ball, and that's what you you love to see, man. He's always around it. Um, TJ Edwards, actually, who improved his game actually this year – a big knock on him last year was that he couldn't really pass cover that well, but he's always creating turnovers and practices and in the joint practices with the Patriots and the Jets, which is what you love to see and as well, man. Turnovers, who cares? Exactly. They're going to get you on that field. And Patrick Johnson making this uh, roster too. Um, he really impressed the coaching staff, and I think they like where he's at. And he's going to get a. He's going to keep uh, having a snap increased. I was very high on him 
I know. Um, I was actually kind of shocked he went where he did. I thought he was going to go kind of like fourth, fifth round. Yep. He fell to the seventh. Yep. Um, so I just want to go into the last position. Well, the couple last position groups here is uh, interior defensive line and edge rushers. So let's go with interior first. I am surprised that Marlon Tuipulatu made the roster. I thought he wasn't going to because he was really not impressive at all. He didn't do anything to wow me at all. So, But, he, hey, he's there. And I think he's only going to be a situational type of guy because I think that was a knock on him. His conditioning isn't really that well. And I think he's um, – on his draft report was that he kind of tapers off during the end of the games because he gets gassed. Um, Javon Hargrave has been the most improved player on this roster as well, along with Quiz Watkins. The guy's been completely dominant is what I've been hearing. Every day he's been mauling offensive linemen, mauling the other teams and joint practices, which is what I love to see. He's constantly in the backfield and creating havoc, which is especially makes good news for Fletcher Cox because we know Fletcher Cox is going to do what Fletcher Cox does. And having that one-two punch up the gap, is going to be really beneficial for that defensive line. And um, just another backup is uh, T.Y. McGill actually made the roster too, which I love to see. And Raekwon Williams made it to the practice squad. I love Raekwon too. Um, really good uh, switching um, um, switching it up with uh, substitutions. Um, oh, Eagles are always going to be very, very good at defensive line. So yeah. I think they're two strong positions on the defense or on the interior and the edge. Absolutely. Um the Eagles are always going to value with their linemen, uh, offensive and defensive, and I, I'm not going to argue with it. I love it too. So edge rushers, Matt Leo is on the exemplus for um, international players, which are going to develop him more, and we'll see where that goes. He showed up very well against the Jets, which I love to see. Joe Osman is on IR, so he's going to sit out the year and probably not make the roster. I was actually really high on him a couple of years ago, but injuries have just been coming at him. Josh Sweat is a guy who I love. I love his game. He's been probably better than Derek Barnett. The only thing that's holding him back is his knees. I think that's his weak point. Um, I don't think his knees are going to last for a full, full, full workload at the NFL level. So, Which is unfortunate because it is. last year he actually had a pretty productive year. Yes. What, six sacks? Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been awesome, and even if he's not getting there, he's causing havoc in the backfield, yeah. which is what I love to see. Derek Barnett, this is probably last year as an Eagle. I think they're going to let him walk after this year, and they're going to find someone else to fill that role. Ryan Kerrigan, love to see him yeah. as an Eagle. Um, I think he's going to be a great situational guy. And Milton Williams, who I actually should have mentioned with the interior defensive lineman. But yeah, I, that's what I was looking for uh, on there because I, I, he's had a pretty good uh, – preseason yes and training camp as well this guy has probably the quickest hand you'll ever see as a defensive lineman that's his big thing is offensive lineman cannot keep up with him he's too fast which is what i love to see and he can line up at the edge and in the interior yeah, that's big and teron jackson came on very well towards the end of the uh, training camp and preseason as well he made the roster and brandon graham is gonna brandon graham he he honestly might be wonder. Yeah, he might be one of my favorite Eagles, man. Every time I see him smile, you can't help but smile, dude. He's he's awesome. I love to see him, dude. One of my favorite players yeah. ever at Michigan. Yeah. And wish he was a giant. He, he was year, almost a giant. He was almost a giant. He's like, nope, stay in Philly. Yeah, I know. It was close. It was close. So 
let's wrap it up, man. Let's bring it into the Eagles season prediction. Uh, starting with week one at Atlanta. Uh, the Eagles have a tough time going to Atlanta and winning games, but I think the sure fact – I'm going to pick the Eagles on this one. Oh, I am. And that's the only because the Eagles haven't shown much of what they're going to do defensively and offensively. I think it's going to catch Atlanta by surprise. So I have the Eagles winning this game. So I'm kind of going – like I was leaning more towards – originally I was leaning more towards the Eagles winning this game – and then you were kind of swaying me on they might not win this game. Yeah, they can't play in Atlanta, but I think this is where they break it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick with my original thought. I'm going to give it the Eagles come in um, and get the W at Atlanta. Uh, I just don't think Atlanta has enough. Uh, I think they will score on the Eagles, but they will. I think the Eagles are going to score on them as well. See, you know what? Now that I think about that, I think the Eagles' D is going to do a good job of shutting them down. I really do. I, I, I don't know why I have that feeling. I just I think that Jonathan Gannon's going to – you're going to see that defense and what it's worth, and it's well, going to be – I'm curious to see what the yeah. I think I'm more interested in their defense than I am their offense, and that's saying a lot because, you know, offense well, is probably the biggest you, question mark. Here's the thing is offense, though, like – Again, this goes back to the offensive line. You have a good offensive line, like you can, like that changes everything. Like, and besides you, Grady Jarrett, they got nobody to rush the no, pass. No. Nobody. So anyway, so give them a win. All right. So week two, we're gonna differ on here. I have the Eagles winning this game against the San Francisco 49ers. I know that's tough to say because the Niners are gonna be very much improved with everyone coming back healthy. But I just I paint the picture. Home opener. Philadelphia is ready to go. They're coming off a win in Atlanta, and they're just going to feed off the, the fans' energy this game, and I think they're going to win. I have a big fat L. I know. Having, having a little bit of a rough stretch here. Okay. Dallas, at Dallas, I have them losing this game, and I know you do too. Yep. Uh, Kansas City, I <laughs> – was a rough. I have them losing that game. At Carolina, I got the Eagles winning this game. I do as well. Uh, at our Tampa coming to town – we talked about this actually one of our former pods. I buy Eagles season tickets, and I usually sell off the Eagles home Thursday night game because it's hard with work and all that kind yeah. of crap. I am thankful that this is yes, <laughs> this is a Thursday this night game. Long. This is if I'm going to miss a Thursday night game, this is it. Yeah. So sure. I have this as a pretty much a blowout. Yep. At Las Vegas, I believe I have this as a W for the I, Eagles. I do as well. At the Lions, I have this as a W for the Eagles. I do as well. Week nine versus the Chargers. This is a loss. It's a loss. Yeah, I do like. I do have to see the possibility of the Eagles winning this game because it is LA coming to Philly. But I just think LA is too good. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, week ten at Denver. I have the Eagles losing this game. Yes, I do. As well. I think it's tough to play in the, that kind of atmosphere. So I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either way, honestly. Um, New Orleans coming to town. Um, <sighs> Wow. Uh, w. Eagles. I, I'm going to give them a loss here. Okay. Um, but it's going to be a it's going to be a tight game, uh, and definitely a winnable game. I'll say that. Okay. So at the Giants, I have this as a loss. Yep. Um, I think you know too much thing is in their favor. Seeing the Eagles for the first time, they're going to want to beat them. Yep. And it's Michael Strahan uh, jersey retirement night. They're going to want to show nice. Michael Strahan the uh, the respect. Yep. Back-to-back -back week is at MetLife. We're going at the Jets. 
The Eagles are going to continue their streak of never losing to the Jets during the regular season, and they're going to beat the Jets. I have one near for the Eagles as well. All right, but I, I do have it being a tightly contested game. Yeah, I think the Jets I, are going to be better. I think, I think the Jets are going to have a lot of close games this year. I think so too. They're going to they're going to have a lot of games that yeah. they can build upon. Week fourteen by week, go see your mother. Um, and then we have against the Washington football team at home in Philly. I have this as a W for the Eagles. I actually have this as a loss for the Eagles. Gotcha. Week 16 versus the Giants. I have this as a W for the Eagles. As do I. Week 17 at Washington football team. Connor, we're going to sweep the Washington football team, baby. I have this as a W for them. Awesome. There we go. And then week 18 versus the Dallas Cowboys. It depends, man. This is late in the season. I don't know how Dak's going to hold up through 18 weeks or 17 weeks. I'm going to say W, Eagles. I have the Cowboys sweeping the Eagles. Okay. Um, but, but, and that's really only because I feel like Dallas is, this is a must-win game for Dallas, and I'd love it for the Eagles to spoil them. But I, I think Dallas, if Dak is healthy, I think they get the job done. Dude. I might be out of my mind, but I have 11 and 6 for the Eagles this year. That's bold. It <laughs> is bold, dude. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm out of my mind, dude. We differed on. You have them at 8 and 9, I believe. 5 and 9. No. 5 and 10. 6 and 10. 7 and 10. Wait, hold on. You know, seven and ten. I get seven and ten, or I had eight and nine for you because we differed on week two, which was San Francisco, San Francisco and then we differed on week eleven, which was Saints. Saints. Yep, and then we differed on week fifteen, and we differed on the eighteen yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. Seven, seven and ten. Yeah, seven and ten. Uh, but that's uh, their. I, I, I have to say. I think yeah. that's their floor. They're they're or six and eleven. I yeah, I think their floor might be a little bit lower, like six and eleven. But again, there's there's swing games like the Saints. You can even say the Broncos. You can say the divisional games. Um, like I think I'm at their ceiling. I think eleven and six is their ceiling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but my whole thing is like if they go seven and ten, and I think really if they go seven and ten and Hertz looks good, I don't think you really care about anybody else. Grant, like you have your, your known goods and you have like maybe and Devontae Smith, who I'm, I'm sure too, but if they go seven and ten and Hertz is the answer, absolutely you're happy with that. Absolutely. So you got know. three possible first round picks coming your way. You can fill out yeah. that roster that much yeah. more. And, Get some, and they're gonna have sixty million dollars in uh salary cap space next yeah. year. Yeah, so. I, I was gonna say if they if they go seven and ten and Hertz looks good, that's I I'd be like, I'm good with that. At Maybe. this point, dude, I don't care what their record is. If Hertz looks good, yeah, that's I mean that's that's, it. that's the main thing. Yeah, it's Hertz looking good. And at eleven and six, that's unbelievable. That that's an unbelievable year by Hertz. If they go eleven and six, they'll win the division. Okay. No, there is no team unless we'll have them so, splitting with the Giants, have them sweeping Washington, and I have them splitting with the Cowboys. Yeah, but if 
if they go 11 and 6 and follow that, like, I don't think another team in the NFC East can go 11 and 6. Yeah. I think the Giants could. No, but I'm, saying, I'm not. I'm, I'm again. saying if the Eagles no, no, do 11 and 6, um, like, the Giants would have to win. If they do that, the Giants would have to win one of those games that they probably shouldn't win, like yeah. Tampa or uh, a Chiefs or. One or uh, the Rams, and again, I think Tampa's a very likely win. Or if if I were to pick any game, you guys to win that you shouldn't, it's Tampa. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Because I mean, not that like you I got that Tom Brady this, number, man. Not that I look in this too much, but like they played that very well. They should have won that game. They should have won that game. They should have won that game. Yeah, Monday night, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. They've only gotten better. So I'm not just Tampa to stay the same, and they'll be better with their natural progression yep. of young players. But um, yeah, I, I noticed too that you don't play the Rams, and we do. How was that? So fast. So fast. So what's the team that you play instead of the Niners? Because we don't play the Niners. Yeah. Right. I'd yeah. Play the Niners and the Rams. We'll I'd rather play the Rams. Niners and the Rams too because their defense is good. Uh, but it's you're not. You're playing that week two with, I mean, not that it would matter either way because I feel like Lance is going to take some time, but Garoppolo, like, you can beat Garoppolo. Yeah, we could. And uh, I think they're. I haven't, I haven't losing and their game, secondary like, sucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I do have the Eagles losing that game, but it's a, a winnable game. It is a winnable game. I think it's going to be, a, I, I'm actually, I'm one of the most confident. That's going to be a W because, I don't know, week yeah. two, home opener, first one in two years, you know. I think it really all depends on that secondary and play of Jalen Yep, agreed. Connie, this is our last. This is our, well, our well, kind of yeah. yeah well, we have next yeah, Wednesday Eve, night Eve, on the Eve. Eve. We should we, we gotta dissect that game next week. Yeah, obviously we'll, we're gonna we'll, dissect we'll, that yeah, game next we'll, week. We'll but hey, man, we got our uh, season predictions for the Eagles and Bird or the Eagles and Birds, Giants and Eagles. Yeah. Oh, God, Jesus. Anyway. So that's all I got to say about that, man. I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, what was it, eight days from now? I can't wait. Counting down the days. Absolutely, Counting man. Down the we finally made it, ladies and gentlemen. And can't wait. Else. Maybe we'll give you some fantasy football, uh, you know, sleepers and stuff next well, week. we're going to have our drafts uh, this weekend. Yes, sir. Um, so we can kind of, like, review. We don't have to review our, all of our picks. Maybe we will. And maybe yeah. we'll say our strategy behind it. Absolutely. So, Guys that we wish we got, um, yep. you know, guys that we think are not going to be, you know, performers this year, whatever it is. We yeah. Can, we can bring that up. I'll give you guys a couple sleepers who I think. And, um, you know, Connor, I know you're big into fantasy, I so have, you'll have your two I cents. Have plenty. All right, boom. I have plenty. So next week we got plenty. We're going to dissect that game. We're going to have a little fantasy spin next week, too. All right. All right, man. Looking forward to it. Hey, cheers, people. Peace.